Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are going over the episode It's a Happy, 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 Happy World. I know it's been a bit, so please uh, please forgive me if you can. It's just a lot's been going on and, well, you know what's been going on. I just, I also kind of needed a break and I also really got into Persona again. Either way, let, let's kick things off. So we begin with Pepper being in a great mood, and then Zoe's in a great mood, and then Russell is so excited that he decided to show off his muscles, and Pepper tells him to like slow down in like a sarcastic but playful way, and then Minka has new paintbrushes and is excited, Vinny has perfected his new dance and shows it off to a non-vocal, slightly more techno-y Iguana Roomba. And he dances perfectly. The others cheer him on and then he gets off balance and runs into something. So he tells him not to hurt himself, but he says it's too late and if he stops dancing, it'll hurt more. Penny is equally excited and has a bouquet of flowers. Sunil then... Gets upset about everyone having fun. Russell says that someone got up on the wrong side of the bed today. Sunil says that there was no right side. He then tells the tale of last night about how he couldn't get to sleep because of a dripping faucet. It it then plays out like this old Disney cartoon. Like, like it feels like an old Donald Duck cartoon, to be perfectly honest. So, where, like... Uh, he's trying to sleep, but you hear the faucet drip. So he, uh, like, tries to, like, shut it off, but, uh, it still continues to drip. And the really cool thing is that, like, the, like, the drips are all different, but the same. So, like, the first time we see it, it's just the, like, the faucet dripping but then the next time we see it, it's like Sunil's eyes like replicating it, like animation-wise. Then then we see like the moon doing it. It's just it's just a really nice way to convey how uh, this is driving Sunil up a wall, and like it gets so bad to the point where like he like breaks the faucet, like the faucet head comes off, and he takes it with him. But it still drips onto him. And it's just... It's just... It's a great Donald Duck cartoon. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. It's a really great Donald Duck cartoon. Sunil then explains... That, uh... Like, he was trying to remain sane by, like, reassuring himself about, uh... You know, breakfast the next morning. But... Uh, they didn't have his favorite cereal because uh, they ran out and his owner forgot to restock on it. So he hasn't eaten anything, even though he could have eaten something else. But uh, I guess he didn't want to eat anything else because he was just that frustrated. So uh, in summary, Sunil is tired and hungry and he doesn't want anyone's shenanigans. He asks Vinny why he is still shenaniganing. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a hard word, and they say it in the episode. That's why I had it here. 
And Vinny says it'll hurt too much for him to stop because he's still dancing. So Neil tells him, that's fine, just do it away from me. He says he's going to go sleep on his favorite pillow and no one should bother him. And then Penny asks, who's going to tell him that Mrs. Twombly took his favorite pillow in to get clean? And then Sunil screams. And then we get the uh, theme song. And then uh, and then we see later that Sunil's on a different pillow, but he can't find comfort in it, so he just kind of beats it. Penny comments on it, and Vinny says it's his, and Vinny is still dancing throughout this scene. Uh, he said he thought he would cheer Sunil up, but Sunil says it's the worst pillow ever. And Vinny says he really liked that pillow. Russell glues Vinny down to keep him from moving still and tells everyone that we're at DEFCON 1 and that the slightest annoyance will make Sunil erupt like Mount Vesuvius. But if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like nothing's changed at all? I, I can never resist that. It's such a good song. Anyway, Mrs. Tomley comes in to introduce a happy camper. Literally. She sets the camper down, and the camper, a quokka named Peachy Fluffton, introduces herself to Sunil. Sunil is caught off guard by her upbeat personality and tries to reject it, but Peachy is still as, well, Peachy as ever. And just like, you know, their their back and forth is like, uh, like Sunil just being grumpy and Peachy, like, being happy. It's not that, like, she doesn't understand that he's grumpy. Like, she even confirms it later that she understands and she's just being nice back. So, like, as an example, uh, like, Throughout the course of this, uh, like she says that uh, they'll be good friends. And Sunil says, we're not friends. PG says, that's true, but I can tell our friendship is blossoming even as we speak. Peachy then compliments the pillow, and Sunil says it isn't his because his isn't getting cleaned. And Peachy is so taken in by that act of kindness. So then Sunil asks, how can she be cho- so cheery? She says uh, she just is, and anyone can be. Sunil asks how, and Peachy says you have to go into the city and find the big smile. She leaves to meet with, and she says uh, she's going to go meet with all of Sunil's less, like, grumpy friends. Sunil is confused about this advice that he had just been given. Meanwhile... Blythe and Josh are cleaning up some graffiti, and Josh is thanking her for helping out with the Downtown City Beautification Project. I would like to say that stylized graffiti is beautiful, or at least enjoyable to some extent. Like, I don't know, bathroom graffiti is just bathroom graffiti. It's not really... But, like, artisanal graffiti, I think, uh, like, I don't know. It it's it, it's hard to describe. Like I think it looks good. If it if it's like promoting violence or a hateful message, maybe not, but if it's just like art 
I don't see too much of a problem with it. I think it I think it gives a structure character. So either way, uh, Blythe says that she's willing to help out, and she also packed like a bunch of snacks and like water and stuff. And Josh is impressed by how prepared she is, and then asks about the book. Blythe says that it's her mom's journal, and that she takes it with her wherever she goes, and if she ever feels sad, she just reads a page out of it, and it brightens her day instantly. Josh says that that is the most essential thing out of everything, and Blythe smiles. So Peachy is sleeping, and her snores are going, la 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 and Sunil is frustrated because she's even happy in her sleep. Vinny asks, and he has stopped moving at this point, because I think he's either, like, accepted the hurt, or it doesn't hurt anymore. So Vinny asks why it bothers him so much. Sunil says that, like, aside from today, which was, like, very terrible, like, like discounting today... He doesn't know if he's ever been that happy. But he knows how, thanks to Peachy. He says he's going into the city to find the very big smile. Vinny says that he should get on it sarcastically, but Sunil goes for it for real. Russell notices Sunil smiling, and Sunil tells Russell this plan. Russell asks if he was supposed to understand it. And then Vinny asks, if you didn't understand it, what are the chances I understood it? Russell says about one in a gazillion, and Vinny is offended. <laughs> so Sunil heads to the hamster tubes, which are still there. And this this facet gets a little more confusing as this episode goes on. Vinny stops him, but Sunil wants to do this. And Vinny says, uh, you know, we'll go together. Russell says that the two of them going alone is a bad idea, so he'll come along to keep them out of trouble. Pepper then joins in on this, uh, because Russell will ball up if a tourist looks at him, and then Zoe and Penny come along to keep Pepper calm from releasing one of her bad scents, and then Minka doesn't want to be alone, so she comes as well. She says Mrs. Trombley won't notice because of the cardboard cutout paintings they made. she made of them. They look at Minka weird and asks when she made them, and she said months ago. And then they still give her a weird look, and she says she gets lonely without everyone. So, uh, they go off. So the pets are rushing through the tubes with Sunil ahead of everyone, and there's even like a sonic loop-de-loop, and Vinny tells him to slow down. Sunil charges on and gets to an intersection and goes straight. Vinny, who is second in line, stops and everyone else runs into him. Vinny says he isn't sure which way Sunil went. Russell says they'll split up and use the buddy system to help out. Russell goes the down tube with Pepper. Penny and Zoe go straight from where they were going, which is where Sunil was going. Then Minka says, come with me if you want to give. And then determines that's not right. So she and Vinny... I uh, tried to think of the right word, but can't. We come up with, like, sieve, forgive, and obliv. 
And when he says, uh, that's enough, they have to go find Sunil, so they go in the up tube. So this is like a four-way intersection, but instead of it all being like on a horizontal plane, there's two vertical planes, essentially. These hamster tubes are ludicrous, is what I'm saying. So, also, this is the second time they reference Terminator this openly, and with the same character, too. I just wanted to point that out. So, meanwhile, Blythe and Josh are at lunch and talking. So, they, they just, they're just on a picnic blanket under a tree. Josh says that this is on his list of happy places. Blythe asks what else makes him happy. He says volunteering and renaissance fairs, but you knew that already. You could also say skating and music and, I guess, studying. But we also knew that already from the first episode. But it wouldn't hurt to reiterate those points of Josh's character. And it's not like volunteering comes out of nowhere. That was, like, like one of the things in um, Back Window. He, he was volunteering... And then he found some of Blythe's discarded designs and stuff. But either way, like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't see why they couldn't have done that. Especially, like, since the, that does seem like a big part of Josh's character. Although we don't really know Josh too, too well at this point. So either way, I don't know, it's, it seems like a weird exclusion. But either way, Blythe giggles and says, I can't forget the image of you in those tights, which I know she means it jokingly, maybe, but, but there's also the idea that she really likes Josh in those tights. I mean, she really likes Josh any which way, but... But, okay, so moving on, Josh asks her what makes her happy aside from her book. Uh, Blythe answers, obviously, are her dad, her friends, the pets, and fashion design. Josh says that uh, all this happy talk has made them late, so they gather their things and go, but the journal falls out of Blythe's backpack. Then a squirrel appears, takes the book, puts acorns under it, and rides it like a skateboard. That's that's a thing that happens. So Peachy wakes up to see all of the cardboard cutout paintings and wonder what's going on. She eventually deduces that they're playing the freeze game, which she loves, and joins in. <laughs> which is amusing. Like, okay, it, it's it's weird... That they write this character out of the episode mostly, but they do it in such a good way. It's a, like from the limited understanding we have of this character, like we can believe that like these are conclusions we can have of them, and it's amazing, and I love it so. Sunil emerges from one of the tubes and sees rollerblading tourists, 
Buskers playing songs for money and smells patchouli in the air. And determines that he's at Seal Beach Bay. So patchouli, I had to look that up. Because I don't I don't know what that is. And it's apparently like a mint-related plant that's used in perfumes and oils and stuff. And the name patchouli comes from the Tamil language, which originates from Southeast India and parts of Sri Lanka. Language fact of the day. Uh, So, yeah, he determines he's at Seal Beach Bay. He then looks for a big smile, but he doesn't feel like anyone he sees has the big smile he's looking for. And uh, continues looking. Vinny and Rinka emerge, and Rinka wonders where they all are. Vinny spots skinny jeans, lumberjack beards, and 12 coffee shops on this one block alone. And says that we're in the hipster part of downtown city. Rinka says she loves those guys. Vinny wants to do the talking. So Vinny, Vinny approaches a hipster cat... Which is a cat wearing glasses, like a beanie, and, and a tiny little mustache. And uh, he talks to them in a way that is hipsterish. And the cat responds even more hipsterish. And Vinny sounds confused. And the cat leaves. It's really hard to describe this interaction. But it seems Vinny knows what he's doing, kind of, because he says he's almost certain that the cat hasn't seen Sunil. Based on their conversation, that's probably right. So they say they need to keep looking, but they have a lot of ground to cover and think that they need a set of wheels. So they see a coffee service, which looks like a 50s car shop and the guy's dressed like a greaser and he's using RC hot rods to deliver coffee up and down the block and Vinny and Minka agree to steal it so Vinny gets the car and Minka grabs the remote and leaves a note saying that they're borrowing it so Minka writes the note switches it out with uh, the remote and the person running it says that uh, his remote got stolen by a monkey and left uh, him with a receipt because she wrote it on her receipt and it's just a bunch of squiggles because she can't write. So meanwhile, Minka and Vinny drive off through the town uh, and run into Book Skateboarding Squirrel, which promptly makes the book fly through the air and a pigeon grabs it. So I really need a map of downtown city now more than ever because I... I just need it. I don't... I don't... I, like... How did... How long did it take the squirrel to get from... The park area? Kind of? To the hipster district? How big is downtown city? Like... If it's like the quarter of the size of New York City... And if it's not that, why why is it so big? It's hard. 
how how are things divided? Like, like, like we know okay, there, there's the hipster district. There's the littlest district. I think we we know there's a beach, so it's on the ocean front. Uh, there's a pier. There's there's a lot of things in this town. How are how are the tubes set up? Where like they have not been disturbed in such a large area. Like these tubes are crazy. I need I need these answers. How what is the what is the planning of downtown city like? Do they plan around giant hamster tubes that are seemingly impossible? It's it's so weird. Cause like the the squirrel was in like the like park area I think, or at least the area where uh like Blythe and Josh were cleaning, which is in the park, but it's a different section of the park than they usually go to. But I think it's also the place in the park where Blythe reunited Whitney and Brittany. It like. Like how how far away is the hipster district from that? Because it's either a short ride or a long ride. It's just I don't. Uh, downtown city. I I need a map. I need a map. Okay. Meanwhile, Pepper and Russell emerge, and Russell says that this is the east side. Where everyone is no nonsense. Okay, wait, no, 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 no. This, this just came to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sunil, Sunil is by the beach, which is the ocean, which is the eastmost part. Actually, wait, no, that that actually makes sense. Kind of. So I guess I guess it's more compact. But I need I want an exact map though cuz that 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 just doesn't I don't get it. I need I need So Russell says that this is the east side where everyone is like no nonsense. Pepper is concerned about finding Sunil and then a hot dog drops from hot dog uh Vendor or someone who bought something from a hot dog vendor. And the pigeon with Blythe's mom's book comes down. Let's the book go. And starts backing away at the hot dog. Russell asks Pepper how she is with heights. And Pepper says she has a complicated relationship with them. <laughs> Russell says that a bird's eye view is just what they need. So he brings Pepper onto the pigeon and commands it to fly off. Pepper notices the book too late. And the pigeon is already flying, and Pepper closes her eyes. Russell says that she has to navigate if he's the one flying this thing. Pepper hesitantly opens her eyes and thinks that this isn't so bad, but then the pigeon flies faster and more complicated, and Pepper can't really handle it. So a rat comes out of the sewer and turns the book into a little shell thing for itself, which is another thing I kind of find weird about the tubes. Is that how do they not disrupt the sewer system? And the, and the sewer system also has like a, an environment, an ecosystem 
if you will. Like, th- this episode, more than any episode in the series, really puts into perspective how badly a map is needed of Downtown City. Because, like, I don't know, if if there's an east side, sort of by the park and the beach, how far west? Is Littlest Pet Shop? Because, like, I don't know. It's... I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is this is this not confusing to anyone who actually lives in, like, the New York area? Where they know all of this stuff? Because, like, that's, that's the thing. Like... I can maybe grasp, uh, you know, some things about New York, but I'm not going to know it very well because I live in the Midwest. So I really don't know. And I don't know, that's a... that's a that's just a big problem. I don't know. So anyway, Penny and Zoe emerge onto a satin pillow, and Zoe determines that they're in Diamond Hill, an upscale neighborhood in downtown city. So Penny reminds Zoe of the task at hand, but Zoe's determined uh to just explore Diamond Hill to her heart's content. And Zoe says that this is her heaven on earth. Penny looks around and finds like a bike service rack. She says they don't need the bike, but they could use the carriage that a fancy dog is being pulled around in. So Zoe looks at the shop, so Penny grabs uh the cart slash carriage or whatever. And puts her in, and uh, they take off looking for Sunil. Like, and it looks kind of like a rickshaw, in a sense. And Penny is is running the rickshaw, so she's, she must have been keeping up with her training, which is great. Good for, good for Penny. So Sunil looks by a desolate place, that's by the beach, you can see it in the background, and isn't surprised that no one is smiling here. He decides to keep looking. So, in the back of that, we see Blythe and Josh coming back to help beautify this spot. The, uh, I'm really frustrated about this whole, like, mapping of Downtown City thing. I just I can't get it out of my head. So... Okay, they both reach for a brush to help paint over the graffiti, and Blythe blushes and does a, does a little snort laugh, which I love that little bit of continuity. I love it. I love it. So, and she offers it to Josh. Josh asks for water, and Blythe goes to get it. She then realizes that her book is missing, and she says, uh, like, it's missing... 
Uh, Josh says, that's okay, I'll get some from over there, because Josh thinks she means the water. But then Blythe clarifies that she means the journal. Blythe is upset and panicking, and Josh reasons that she must have left it where they had lunch, and Blythe agrees, and they go. So, back at the pet shop, Mrs. Trombley checks on the pets and sees that Peachy is standing still and then sees all the other cardboard cutouts and thinks everyone is getting along a bit strangely. And she walks off, but then the Sunil uh, cardboard thing falls over. So this actually fooled Mrs. Twombly, which... (laughs) It's... There's a lot about that one scene. Like, she does care for animals. We know this. She's just not the best. She's an airhead. She's a smart airhead who we stan. But, but I don't think, I don't think that would have had Blythe fool. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. So, uh, Blythe and Josh go back to the place, but don't see the book. Blythe looks around and then cries her eyes out, saying that this is the worst day ever. Josh comforts her and says that they should retrace their steps. She asks if that'll help. Josh says he doesn't know, but they have to try. So, Penny and Zoe end up in Chinatown, where they end up in an alley where there are a bunch of chickens, which I can't decide if that's casual racism or just something that happens in this universe due to the nature of the animals in it. Because there's an intricate citywide tube system built by hamsters that has yet to be disturbed. I cannot discount the possibility that chickens just like hanging around Chinatown. I can't discount that possibility. So, in the alley, there's a ramp, and Penny and Zoe fly off of it. Penny, uh, like, flies into the carriage, and, uh, Zoe says, I thought you were driving. Penny says, I was driving. And then Zoe says, well, who's driving now? And then, uh, it just goes on, and they continue driverless. They also go down this really large incline, which is consistent because, uh, it was, it was there in, um, uh, uh, Blythe's Big Idea. That's the episode name. I was trying, I was trying to think of that, that one. Cause like they go through Chinatown with, with the, uh, the, 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 the kiosk and there's that large incline. Or or was that in uh, uh, Trading Places as well? Maybe it's in both. The point is, it's a consistent feature. And th- they have a map in mind. Like, they, ha- they, they have a map in mind, and I, they just aren't telling us. Unless there's, like, a piece of merch that has this, like like map that I just I just don't know about this this extended lore that I that I need that is hidden in the merchandise 
that I just don't know about. They have a map. And they just aren't telling us. Because, like, the, the, the geographic features are consistent. They're, they're like, and it's not like Chinatown is, is a place that they go to consistently. Like, they could have just, like, written that off. But then, like, I guess you'd have, like, some magic xylophone complaints. But I think this is different. I don't know. Am I getting too magic xylophone here? About the map? I'm, I'm just really interested in maps and geography. Because, like, I don't know. I really like that stuff. And. I don't know. It's, it seems like they have something. I just don't know what it is. So, anyway. So, the bird rustle and pepper are going on. Uh, goes berserk and goes into the subway and avoids getting hit by the cars. And then, once they get out, uh, Russell and pepper are howling while Sunil, who's also there... Uh, remark on how noisy city birds are. So, Vinny and Minka are driving around, and Minka comments on how Vinny can drive like this and have a license. Vinny says, who says I have a license? And Minka's like, what? So they just, uh, keep going, like, colliding into stuff. So Sunil ends up in the park, which is different from the park he was in are there two parks hold on no oh god I know I'm complaining about maps a lot in this episode and I knew I was going to when I was writing the notes at least but I don't think it would be this much and and really this is just a me thing. If you don't care about the maps, then a lot of this is going to seem meaningless to you. But I really just want a map. Like, just just give me a map. That's all I want. So, Sunil ends up in the park and ponders on today. And he thinks Peachy was messing with him. And then he lies in the grass and says he wished he never went on this wild goose chase. He then spots a toothpaste ad on a billboard which is in the park and believes it to be the giant smile. He waits for happiness to be washed down upon him. But uh, it doesn't come, at least not right away. The rat with Blythe's book comes and drops the book. Sunil picks it up. Meanwhile, Minka and Vinny come rushing in and do donuts around Sunil and stop. Vinny and Minka remark on the big smile. And then uh, Penny and Zoe crash into the car. And Penny says that we made it. Zoe says she's not so sure and wonders if this is heaven. Sunil says it's not, but it is the big smile. And then Russell and Pepper uh, and the Pigeon come, like, crash through 
the smile and get off the pigeon. So they remark on the big smile and then the book. So they all agree to return it to Blythe and Sunil says to the tubes, which I guess means they haven't learned that much, although maybe stick together this time. I And I guess they know which tube goes back. You know what would help? A map of these tubes as well. Like like a map of the city and then a map of the tube interlay. And I guess a map of the sewer system. It's really, really confusing. But really fun. So on the patch stop, Peachy starts falling asleep, but Russell wakes her up with a snap. Peachy is confused and then realizes what's going on and admits to being fooled by those cardboard cutouts. She asks where they went, and Sunil tells her that they went to look for the big smile and found it in the park. Peachy remarks on how she loves that billboard, and she says she can't help but smile when she sees it. Blythe returns sad and, like, mopes to the chair asking for a giant penny ling hug. Sunil says that he has something to cheer her up and shows her the journal. Blythe is ecstatic and wonders how Sunil got it. Sunil says he went on a journey to find happiness by looking for a big smile and found the ad, and also the book. And he says that by giving you the book and seeing you happy, it makes me very happy too. Blythe says she's beyond happy and uh, gives him a hug. And then everyone else joins in and then Peachy introduces herself to Blythe. Blythe says she's happy to meet her, and Sunil says, but not as happy as me, and they both smile. Ending the episode. Okay. Okay, I know, I know I I seem down on this episode, mostly for it not having a map. And I'm going to continue to get a little bit down on it. But this episode is a banger. It's a really good episode. It's really heartfelt. It's really great. And I love it. But I do think it runs into the problem of it being too short for the concept. It feels like an 80s movie or an indie movie inspired by the 80s. But not like a specific one. It feels more like... I don't know. It feels more like a genre than it does a movie. But, like, the the idea of just finding yourself in the city is such a good idea. And I love it. And I love how it's handled. And I love... I do love seeing all the little bits and pieces of Downtown City. Even, even without a map. I just think a little more time could have been given to the pets exploring the city. Or, you know, Sunil exploring, like, the city and figuring out his feelings a little more. Or trying to and then getting lost in his thoughts. And, I don't know, it just it just feels like the A-plot's a bit lacking, even though it's really good. And the Blythe and Josh B-plot is also really great. I did have some, like, Mandala effect stuff with it, because I thought Blythe and Josh split up at one point. 
Uh, and then Blythe asked Josh not to read it if he finds the journal. But I love it. It's a nice little story that like brings Blythe and Josh a little closer together, and it's great. It could have used some expansion as well. Like, I don't know. It just... I don't know. Like, I... Like, it it doesn't need as much as the pet story does, I don't think. But it could still use it. And it could still develop it into something greater. I... I don't know. It just... Hmm. So... I mean, and as I stated earlier, the ditching of Peachy is a little weird. But, like, it is hard to come up with a way to introduce a new character that begins this quest and then not have them there for it. And I think this is one of the better ways to do it. Because, like, A, it's believable based on what we know about Peachy. And B, like, I don't know. I just, I just think that like maybe some more more time with Peachy could be better. But I still think it's believable and it's funny. I guess like the main thing is that this whole episode could use a little more time. But still, like, even with the limit it has of it being like a half hour show for children it seriously does a good job it it has a great story a great pace we we see what happens throughout it it's it's just great and i love it so that will be it for this episode of the Littlest Petcast, be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go. When they use a book as a skateboard, and be sure to tune in for the next episode, Race Team Buttercream. I will see you then.